Hi, I'm Claudia, and you're listening to the Brain and Brand Show, where you'll hear science and inspiration from guests like neuroscientist Dr. Tara Swart. Hey guys, welcome back to the Brain and Brand Show. I'm Timothy Maurice. This week, I have a slightly different show for you. I want to share a story that has occupied the bulk of my time since the last time we spoke, since the last episode. The story involves how someone's life can be changed overnight, the sheer power of social media about inclusion and seeing others who don't look like you, and wellness. And beyond being inspired, I think there's a lot you can take away from this incredible story on many, many, many levels. Before I dive in, let me just say thank you for those who continue to follow and engage and share the show with friends and colleagues. I would appreciate it if you also take a moment and comment on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening. It really makes a difference to how the show grows. Now, here's the story. And by the way, this is the first time I'm sharing the full story, not even with friends or family. There's so many layers and layers to the story. I'm incredibly careful about not oversharing on social media because many times the nature of social media brings attention to you and not the attended goal just because of how news feeds and algorithms are designed. Anyway, here goes. Hi, I'm Tabo, and there are so many lessons from my story with Timothy. Our mentorship and brotherhood is a story we can all grow from. On Friday the 20th of May, I woke up like normal and went for a run. I take a particular route in and around where I live where I can end up at one of my favorite coffee shops. Since they haven't sponsored the show, I'm not going to mention the coffee shop. But once I get finished with my coffee and I leave this coffee shop, I often will sit on these particular steps where the morning sun just kind of beams down and gives me that vitamin D and begins to charge me up for the day. I mean, the primary reason why I go for morning run is because I'm looking for nature to kind of give me a boost, to awaken me, to boost endorphins, and to really to help me connect, you know, just really help me connect. And it opens my mind up in an extraordinary way. So on this particular morning, I was sitting on those steps, and I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm really addicted to podcasts. So I'm listening to a podcast and replying messages at the same time. And then I see this guy walk past me and he sits, you know, a few feet away from me and he catches my attention because his left leg was shaking quite intensely. I go back to my podcast and my messages and I look back over again and it was still shaking. So I removed my headphones and I, I greeted and I asked if he was okay. Then I asked his name. He told me his name and he told me that he had an interview coming up at NetBank, which was right across the street. So he and I began to discuss his background, where he comes from. He comes from, he came that morning about 90 minutes early. In actual fact, a little bit earlier than that, but he came to where I was sitting across from NetBank about 90 minutes early. So we began to talk about his story and where he comes from, what his skills are, what the interview was about. 
and um, how far had it come from in Hammerskraal, quite a distance outside of Pretoria, the capital in South Africa. What struck me was his nerves were about two things. One is he knew that the outfit he had on wasn't conducive for the specific interview because his pants were torn. And the fact that he knew that let me know that he had a disciplined mind. He was just in a circumstance where he couldn't really afford you know, what he knew he should be wearing. And then he told me why he came so early and why it mattered to him to settle his mind. And that touched my heart on a whole nother level. And from where we were sitting, my home is less than a kilometer away. So I said to him, do you mind sitting here while I run home and see if I have pants and a shirt for you? I ran home and I found that I had a pair of pants and a shirt and then I even had a jacket that I thought it would fit him. I get back and he's sitting there in the same spot and he goes and tries on the clothes, but he's taking a while. So eventually I walked to the restroom where he was and he came out a little bit disappointed because he said everything was too big except for the shirt. And I was like, oh my God. And I thought about his size and I looked at his waist size and I ran home again. Well, I, this time I took my motorbike and because there's no parking around. So I left my car. So I took my motorbike. I came back and I found a smaller pan and a smaller jacket. And this time it fit perfectly. And he said to me, Oh, before, when it didn't work out because the clothes were too big on the first attempt, he said, don't really, don't stress. It's okay. Thanks for trying to help. But please talk me through the interview. And I was like, wow, this kid really is serious. So I raced home again and I said, I'll be right back because I do think I have something to fit. And I came back and it did fit. And we walk inside of NetBank and I talk him through the interview. And then I shared a little bit of data with him and I said if you need me contact me because he had run out of data so he goes for the interview and uh, later on because we had exchanged numbers he told me he's not sure how it went he think it went okay but in the process of him changing clothes and stuff I took photos of how he was dressed before and afterwards because I wanted to show NetBank and I wanted to tell the story to them and so I decided to post this across my social media because I thought it was possible that he may get overlooked. And that was just my instinct saying that interview culture, when somebody's interviewing 50, 100, couple hundred people for a position based on what he, I knew he was interviewing for, that, he, that it's possible that he, his confidence, wearing somebody else's clothes, the whole dynamic and circumstances where he was coming from that he may not come across like he should or like he knows he could. So I posted on social media just to apply a little bit of pressure. I posted on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and a Twitter thread. And here's what the post said. Hey, NetBank, let me share a story of Tabo, and then I shared his surname, Lekwati, and what happened with us this morning and why I think you should give him a shot. I went for a morning run and then sat down on these steps across from your office to reply messages. Shortly after I sat down, this young man sat down on the same steps close by. He was visibly shaking, so I scooted closer and asked, what's wrong, are you okay? 
He says, I have an interview at NetBank and I only have these ripped pants and they are the only pants I have and I don't feel they represent me. I asked his name and what, we, what he was interviewing for. He told me his story and why this opportunity for the student program, NQF Level 5 Client Services, why it matters so much. I said, relax, just relax, let me run home. I think I have clothes that will fit and then I'll coach you on how to tackle the interview when I get back. So I ran home, just a kilometer away, grabbed a full outfit, shirt, jacket, pants, and even a briefcase, and rushed back and found him eagerly awaiting, and then he began. we began the coaching. He was 90 minutes early. He is confident, bold, and I will continue to work with him if you give him a chance. He has the right ingredients. Then I said, Nedbank, I am where I am because someone gave me a chance. People gave me clothes when I didn't have as well. This is about Tabo. From my experience dealing with young people, I think he has what it takes. Good luck, Tabo. Rooting for you. And sorry the clothes I gave you are a little big. I need to trim down. And then at the end of the message, I said, I hope this message gets to the right people at NetBank. End story. And it's funny, when I think back on the story now and think about him wanting to be coached and how I was like, I will coach you through the interview. This was a key moment for me and why I felt like and how he listened to me in the conversation and how he was so engaging. That's what really gave me the confidence to post this. Well, within two hours, my phone began to blow up from friends. I don't have notifications on my social media. So when I went to my pages because my friend said I should, I was shocked. People were offering him clothes, taxi rides, and so much more. Tabo's name trended that night and the next morning. Over the next couple of days, I start receiving calls from NetBank. From executives to every level. But also from other banks saying if they don't hire him, we will. Social media users across all the platforms tag NetBank saying they'll pull their accounts or they'll sign up with NetBank if they hire him or don't hire him. Friends and connections on social media contacted their contacts within the bank. And after a couple of days, we start receiving calls from several divisions asking to meet with Tabo again, not just what he interviewed for, but for other opportunities to assess his skills and capacity for not just one position, but many. Over the next 10 days, I spoke with Tabo daily as his mentor. As NetBank worked through their internal processes. And this was an interesting period because so much was happening in his mind. It was like just extremely overwhelming. As we began to talk through his journey and the potential and how, you know, what position does he take? He's interviewed for several positions. You know, trying to get him to be patient was a real challenge because this was just a lot happening. He was becoming restless. Because of the strength of the story and NetBank's commitment, he had borrowed money from his family to move closer to Johannesburg, near where he'll be working. From his point, I could see how it could feel too good to be true. And was becoming, he was beginning to question everyone's motives even. Why is everybody trying to get stuff? Is it because it's trending? Is it because it's a cool post? 
And why is it taking so long? And while I was doing everything in my power to calm him down and tell him to be patient, there was a part of me that understood. A part of me that knew that the magnitude of the story and how all of his friends and family had built expectations. Something about all of this that made me realize he was under enormous pressure. With well over a million engagements across social media, his name was everywhere. But he didn't have anything other than popularity on social media. Nothing had changed in his daily life. And so I knew this could be a confusing and frustrating period. So I tried to walk with him and talk him through this whole process. And even a part of me started to question things. Although I knew that NetBank had integrity, it was just, you know, if you think about 11 days passing, it seemed like a long time. But on the 27th of May, we finally got a call that his application process had been approved and they wanted to meet with us in order to meet a number of execs and welcome him. One of my close connections is named Teppo, the owner of Zifarelli, a fine men's clothing store in Nelson Mandela Square in the heart of Santon, South Africa. Gave Tabo his first ever suit, a shirt, a tie, and shoes for this big meeting, which I told them was happening now. Because he was one of the people who had promised uh, Tepo he would dress him if he got the job. So over that weekend, prior to meeting Nedbank, Tepo dressed him up. We had a meeting on the 31st of May at 11 a.m. Tabo and I agreed to meet at 10 a.m. to prep and to settle in before. We knew there would be photos taken because the story was so big and we needed to close the loop and we needed to communicate to people what the update was because people were demanding in those 11 days. Guys, what's happening? People were asking all over every platform, what's happening? Do we need to pull our accounts from NetBank? It was an incredible, incredible force to watch people not only engage NetBank, but to emotionally engage Tabo and encourage him along the way. When I first saw Tabo on his, with his new suit on, I became emotional. He looked like a million bucks. He was walking awkwardly at first and I asked, what's wrong? He says, I never wore shoes this expensive before, so I need to get used to them. I kind of burst out laughing because he and I have developed this wonderful rapport, so he started laughing. And I think we all know that new shoe feeling, especially these dress shoes, this hard, stiff leather. Anyway, we walk into NetBank, and everyone was greeting him. And then the big exec team came out. It's almost like they kind of came out of this boardroom from somewhere and greeted him warmly. And eventually we had the photo shoot which you may or may not have seen on social media if you follow this podcast. But go check it out on my Instagram at InstaTimothy. InstaTimothy. No underscore nothing in between. Just InstaTimothy. But after this photo shooting, we left. We hugged and, you know, I felt really good about his chances of thriving in the bank and how they had shown commitment. What happened next has changed my life. You know, there's always this period between getting a job and getting paid. A few days ago, he and I were having the chat. This is like a day before he is going to be starting. It was around 8 p.m. and he and I were speaking. And, you know, I'm asking how he's doing, how he's feeling, you know, how's his new place going. And he says to me that 
I'm okay, but I don't have food. That the move has taken everything, all his resources to get to Johannesburg to get closer to his job. And my heart dropped because I realized that, you know, out of all this hype and all those people wanting to give him clothes and things, we hadn't thought about food, basic sustenance. And so I decided to send him an Uber Eats, but I realized that that food that I sent that night is not sustainable. What's going to happen tomorrow? But I didn't share my concerns. I just sent the food and I said, good night, we'll speak. Then I checked my emails before I decided to head off to bed and I got an email from a woman named CJ, the founder of Zulzi App, a grocery delivery app, saying that they had read the story and they'd like to provide Tabo with three months of groceries until he can get on his feet. My heart nearly exploded because when I look back at the email, it came in at the exact time that he was telling me he was hungry. And I don't know about you, what type of faith you do or don't have. But there's a level of synchronicity there that seems awe-inspiring, that seems ordained by a higher power, that seems like a force from God. Like it's, it's another level of synchronicity. Especially because it was at night. In fact, the email came in at 8.47 p.m. There's so many lessons and takeaways. But when I reflect back and going for the run that morning, I just remember feeling like that the run opened me up. Sometimes people joke about running and go, why would I run unless somebody is chasing me? Well, let me just share why I think it's a good idea. For you, it may not be running. It could be a brisk walk, yoga, or whatever you know that works for you to open you up, your brain up to more possibilities. First of all, it alters your brain. It positions you for neuroplasticity, for the brain's ability to rewire itself. It equips you with more malleability or that, that ability for the brain to go through the rewiring, to the absorbing, increasing your absorption capacity. It boosts alpha waves. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I'd have been as open that morning to connecting with others if I didn't run. I believe when we connect on an energy level, you see past superficial biases. And when your mind is open and you have increased your capacity to be open, you can see yourself in another person's mirror. And this, I believe, is the beginning of the power of diversity and inclusion. Everybody who's engaged, everybody who has encouraged someone else, Everybody who's thought to do more in their own workplace. I think there's a wellness component to this. If you are out of it yourself, how do you help others? How do you think about helping others? But if you are boosted and there's more capacity and you feel more resilient, you're more open to help others. I want to thank everyone who is doing something in their own lives. I want to thank everybody who continues to reach out in ways that never make it to social media. Because I know how much people care. I want to thank the big companies like NetBank, who has now even committed more resources to helping young people, not just Topo. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope this story has inspired you to think about how ordinary citizens can rally together to put pressure on organizations. 
I hope it's inspired you to show up early rather than late like Tabo did, 90 minutes early. I hope it's inspired you to see the power of mental wellness and how it can open you up to others. Tabo and I will be doing talks together, sharing what we are learning from each other. And we'll use the proceeds to help others. Tabo, I'm proud of you, bro. You can book us at tmw at timothymaurice.com or bookings with an S, bookings at timothymaurice.com. Please share this episode with someone you care about. Until next time.